0: flag in the air. It's time to let her eat SWDRA late models working into turn number one. They go far wide. There's contact made McCullough and Marley, total pandemonium. Let's go three wide for the race lead. And it will be the Franz picking up the main event win. It will be Chase Rudolph off of Four Hill win. Michael Zabowski gets it done for the Bombers. Searching for that elusive main event win in the 44K off of turn number four. One final time, Kelsey Foley gets it done here at Arizona Speedway. If you don't like this kind of racing, just pack up your things and get the hell out. Cause this is awesome. And welcome to the Racing with Jason podcast. Jason Kerr here alongside Steve McCullough. Hello. We have a very awesome show coming up for you here today. Uh, no racing going on in Arizona Speedway this week, so we called in the... Uh the backup plans, I guess you can say, the uh, the hired guns. I've got Vince Welch, a NASCAR and Fox personality, uh, the lead analyst for the Truck Series, and a pit reporter for Fox. So he will be on the podcast with us here today since uh, NASCAR will be in town later on uh, this week, or actually, not later on, but actually this weekend. Uh, NASCAR will be in town. Uh, but first, let's get into what happened this past weekend at Arizona Speedway. Great race
1: we had out there at uh, ET. It was exciting from, and I don't get to say this too often. It was pretty much exciting from heat races, uh, all the way to the you know final races. There was some dull areas with with a lot of a uh, lot of wrecks there for a while, but once those cleared up there at the beginning of most of uh, the couple of those there. But it was exciting. Even the heats were come down to the end, passing in the last lap to get uh, even a DQ or a two lap. Aggressive driving penalty. Two spot, not two. Oh, we, two we don't put Sorry, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, no, it was exciting times. I, I, I actually enjoyed it, and it was fairly fast. Yeah, I thought the uh, the race itself was
0: pretty good, like you said. I mean, there was, I mean, you know, that stock car race it kind of took forever uh, to get going, but uh, you know, there was a little bit of a, a pushing and shoving going on, so uh, that was always exciting. That kind of ended the uh, mind-numbing thirty-minute uh, main event that we had there.
1: <laughs> the, and the, uh, well, the problem was was the so okay, so wreck happens, but then why you know why are we in under caution yellow for forty laps? <laughs> yeah. Clean up, clean up. For, for, first race two? of the year. First race I of know, the year. You I know. I know. <laughs> Not um,
0: everybody can be on it
1: <laughs> I know I definitely wasn't on it yeah. this weekend So, but it was uh, but I mean it brought some excitement even you know normally if a car spins out it's like oh a car spun out but a lot of times cars spun out they were banging and because they were banging for spots and trying they're, to get spots they
0: they're door banging I yeah. liked
1: it yeah a lot of, of red cars out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: in the end, we did have some winners, so congratulations to IMCA Modified winner Kelsey Foley picked up her first win at Arizona Speedway uh, this past weekend. Don Shaw got the late model main event win. Uh, he just put a whooping on him, um, so... Uh, that's his uh, send-off, I guess, until the winter, because that's his uh, final race with the DRA guys. He's going back up to uh, Ham Lake, Minnesota. Uh, Chase Rudolph. Uh, we saw Chase win during the Arizona Modified Tour. He picked up the win. Um this past Saturday night in the IMCA Sport Mod. Of course, that modified tour run came at Canyon Speedway Park. Uh, IMCA stock car winner George Fronsman uh, blew a right rear tire, had to come back and uh, race his way back up through the field, so that was pretty exciting to see. And then, of course, we uh, saw, saw it go down there. Uh, <laughs> Joey McCullough, uh, John Parmalee, uh, battle out for the lead. Uh, Parmalee actually, a little contact was made. Uh, my, another driver, uh, which kind of knocked Parmalay off the racetrack, he was still trying to gather his car back up. McCullough thought he, thought he had a hole there. Didn't quite have the hole there. Uh, contact was made. Uh, those cars <laughs> just kind of can open each other. Uh, the right rear of uh, McCullough's car and then the left front of uh, Parmalay's car. And then uh, oh. Parmalay, he was able to go back out. Or no, Power Lane actually no, got out of his car, car yeah. and uh, was ready to uh, go push and shove at somebody. I believe somebody was inside McCullough's car yelling at him. Like I don't know whose crew that guy was from, uh, yeah. but I don't think that was one of like McCullough's guys. Well, we he, we he saw the pretty... video.
1: He, he looked calm. He was in the window, but he didn't look like he was yelling or anything. But he didn't look like he was happy. Yeah, he didn't look happy. But, I, I mean, we we watched the video, right? Um, and we, we could post just that video segment. But, you know, and he apologized for doing it on there, but... I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it because there was an opening. There was an opening. There was for, the, for the a car, moment. The car a underneath moved up on him, so the opening closed quickly, and he had nowhere to go once he was in between. It's kind of like when you're driving down the highway, and there's two semis, and you're like, should I go between them? And you go between them, and then one of them starts to move over. What are you going to do? You know, you're know, you just, you're just going to get the quickest way out. Yeah, so, I mean, no, I, I, I totally <laughs> get it. I get why Joey went for it because it was
0: open, and I get why John's mad because yes. he feels like it wasn't open. So, I mean, there you yeah. go. Like, I, I totally get both.
1: Sides of the story, there. I'm not not picking favorites here, right? But the uh, but the what was it, the five car, the car underneath there is get scapegoated because he, yeah, he actually, yeah, he actually moved up, which is what kind of cost it, you yeah, know? making it go four wide <laughs> and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think I understand why every, I don't, I understand why one guy was mad, I understand why one guy is apologizing, but I mean, it, you know, that's just racing at that point, you know, so in my opinion, but. It happens. It made it exciting.
0: It happens, yes, because that was the Mind Nummy Main Event we talked about earlier. (laughs) Uh, But then uh, Michael Sabowski picked up the uh, win for the Robert Horn uh, Ford Bombers, so congratulations to all the winners at Arizona Speedway.
1: And those those guys were... Uh, white, uh, green to checker, green to checker. Yeah, that was, yeah, that brother. was impressive right it. there. Thank you. What well, good way to close <laughs> out the night?
0: Um, oh, we're, uh, down in Casa Grande, so on to Speedway the Hats, racing this weekend as well. CJ yes. Leary picked up the uh, USAC Southwest win of the year, driving the uh, Reinbold Underworld. Uh, Underwood And a wood car. I, I, want say say, under, I, I want to. I don't want to say I, underworld. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't. I can't have a hard
1: time saying it too. I don't. know.
0: Reinbold understand. Underwood uh, hot rod. He's uh, actually going to be up at the uh, Shamrock Classic this weekend. So uh, CJ's. Yeah, CJ will be. So Hunter Shermer going to get back in the car first time in a few years. He's uh, back in that nineteen there for Andy and um, Plus they're going to be saw they're going to be doing some World of Outlaw racing as well uh, during the uh, the California swing. So really looking forward to uh, seeing how uh, they doing that. Their first venturing to the um, wing side of things there with the outlaws Uh, Jack Lacey picked up the win for the Pure Stocks, John Foster got the Dwarf Car win, Uh, Jarrett Martin got the Power 600 uh, mini sprint win, then the uh, 600 restrictor class was Logan Calderwood um, and then John D. Ambre- Ambrosio got the bomber win down there in uh, Casa Grande. And then uh, Mojave Valley Raceway had some racing, too. Got to count those guys. Uh, <laughs> got to include them. Got to include them. They're Arizona. They're Arizona boys. So uh, IMC modified. Mike Kirby picked it up in the mods. Uh, super stock was Lorne Hummerding. That's an awesome name. Uh, K- Corey Cox. Got the mini-sport win. The street stock was Shannon Blowers. The mini stock was Adam Homerding. And then uh, Matt Marmon got the uh, Dorf car main event win there
1: uh, as well. So so for those that don't know, Jason, where is the Mojave Valley racetrack at? It's in Mojave Valley. <laughs> I know that much. What? I know it's still classified what? Arizona. What part
0: of Arizona is that? It is far, far over there, Arizona. It's a few hours away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's... So basically, it's Bullhead City, right? Yeah, it's like right by like Nevada, right? Yeah, 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 So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's in Bullhead City, but it's out that direction. Yeah. So, which so, I don't know anything about that track, but you know, Yuma was that Cocoa Paw, Cocoa, yeah, gets a lot of heyday or whatever. You know, and they're they're kind of coming back this year. You know, but why doesn't Mojave Valley get more of a? <sighs> More of a play in that area, because that's just a couple hours north, hour north, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't
0: know. I'm not. Come on. Do track man. I've never been to Mojave Valley. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I didn't know the race this weekend until I talked to Chaz Bacchus Sr. He said, yeah, Chaz is a Mojave, watching so-and-so. And I was like, oh, all right, well, that's cool.
1: So, there you go. How about, um, uh... Driving to Palm Springs to get a car and then coming back and then driving it and finishing, what, third? Yeah, Zach Madrid uh, Madrid. uh, looked impressive there. Uh, Fourth place finish. Fourth, yeah. Fourth, yeah. And
0: the uh, the 77 this past weekend. I guess they're going to uh, redo that entire car is what they told...
1: uh, Kathy, the uh, the scorekeeper yeah. up at yep. Arizona Speedway, it was just impressive getting uh, in a car that you know nothing about and let's go. Yeah, let's go. Won, won the heat race, finished
0: fourth. Um, <laughs> his girlfriend won the uh, main event, so uh, yes. there you go. All around a, a great weekend. So congratulations once again, all the main event winners this past weekend, uh, wherever you're racing at in Arizona across so across the country. If you're listening to the show, hey, congratulations on whatever you did. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay. if, you,
0: if if you did anything in the Midwest, I know you weren't racing because it, it was snowing yeah. pretty uh, there, deep and heavy.
1: Yeah, there are already canceling races for like four days like four days from now because of snow like the snow that's down not expected to disappear so they're like oh we're canceling already it's like holy cow hey there you go speaking of midwest saw my man
0: tweet earlier on vince welch will be joining us on the race with jason podcast coming up next Saturday, March 16th. Make sure you join us at Arizona Speedway for IMCA All-Star Saturday Night. Going to be $1,000 to win for the IMCA Modifieds, $500 to win for the IMCA Sport Mods and IMCA Stock Cars, and $250 to win for the Bombers and the Dwarves. Gates open at 5 o'clock. Green flag racing starts at 7. It's IMCA All-Star Saturday Night. For more information, visit arizonaspeedway.net. Oh. And welcome back to the Race with Jason podcast. Definitely make sure you mark your calendars for the IMC All-Star Night Saturday, the 16th of March. IMCA Modifieds, IMCA Sport Mods, Stock Cars, Bombers, and Dwarf Cars. Going to throw up a little bit extra money for them. As we are dark this weekend, but they are racing down in Avondale at ISM Raceway. And going to be roaming the pits at ISM Raceway is NASCAR on Fox personality, Vince Welch. Vince, thank you for joining the podcast.
2: Hey, great to be with you, Jason. Looking forward to uh, the nice warm weather and the uh, good racing in Phoenix.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to some good racing this weekend in Phoenix. Uh, not going to have the uh, the new rules set up uh, this weekend at Phoenix, uh, as we did see in Las Vegas. What were your thoughts on the uh, Las Vegas race?
2: Um, you know, I think there there was pro and con to it. You know, I mean, I thought there were some mm-hmm. some exciting moments. Um, you know, it was hard to it was hard to really get a handle on what to expect because you had not had that package before, Um, you know, you know, we've run three different. We've run three races, and for the most part, it's been three different uh, setups and, and packages, um, and certainly three much different racetracks. Even though Atlanta and Las Vegas are both mile and a half, so they're vastly different. So, and I think you know, we run into a different situation even this week. Uh, you know, at ISM on on the mile, uh, you know, it'll be the fourth race, the fourth completely different track, the fourth different car configuration from you know for the most part, and um, you know, I think. All all of those elements make it difficult to get your arms around what to expect each and every week. Uh, the tire is always different. The you know the ambient conditions are always different. The racetrack is different. The package on the car may be different. Uh, the teams, the engineers, you know everybody is gaining on it each and every week as it goes. So um, you know it's hard to really predict what you'll what you'll get on any given race day. And and I think that's where we got into a little bit of trouble at Vegas people were just expecting something that they didn't see in in many regards and um and that left a a taste of dissatisfaction in their mouth but um, the way I look at it, you ran, you know, all those laps. You had a 100-lap green flag run at the end of that race in Las Vegas if you had four cars finish within two seconds of one another for the win. So, uh, to me, that uh, you can't get much closer than that. So, uh, pro and con, you know, there was, uh, there was some positives and, and some drawbacks from it, but, um, you know, they're working on it, and I, I anticipate that it will continue to improve.
0: Yeah, we can uh, definitely thank Jeff Gluck for the overhype train (laughs) on that one, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, you know, everybody had a, you know, had had hope, you know, that it was going to be... uh you know, phenomenal from the time they dropped the green flag until the time they dropped the checkered flag. And, and in reality, you know, no sporting event is that way. You know, not every single play in a, in an NFL game is, you know, thrilling on the edge of your seat, excitement, um, a, a basketball game, hockey, whatever the case may be. Um, and I, and I really don't think we should expect that as race fans either. You know, there are going to be, there are going to be stretches. There are going to be moments in the race where, uh, where it's kind of status quo and then there are going to be some times where it's going to be uh, you know exciting and bring you up out of your seat a lot of times we see that on the restarts but at vegas we didn't have any cautions other than the stage breaks so um, you know there are a lot of elements into play and and it'll be interesting to see you know to see what happens at ism you know they're bringing a different tire a harder tire, which, um, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see on on how that impacts the racing. But, um, uh, you know, I think each and every week you you really have to take a wait and see approach and you you have to look for – you know, you have to look for some of the different elements of the racing, whether it's pit road or pit stops or uh, passing in the pack, whatever the case may be, to, to find um, you know to find excitement. And um, you, you can't just expect it to be madness for every single lap. At, uh,
1: Vince, uh, that's that's one thing I was going to kind of talk about with you. Is I'm the I'm the casual race fan of the t- uh, between me and Jason here, and um, a lot of the feedback I got from a lot of my friends that have never been to races, and a few of them went to Vegas was. They, it was better than they expected, and part of the reason was was because of the speed that they had and no uh, crashes. So between the diehards and the casuals, uh, is it just more the diehard fans or just, ex- like you said, expecting... Uh, you know, all these things that happen with what they read about these package changes, or are, there, are they demanding too much from the sport? And then the casual fans like me that don't get into the intricacies, you know, we just don't know what we're looking at. Is there, is there kind of a, a thing that kind of brings it all in there?
2: Well, I think what it is is that, you know, everybody enjoys something different. You know, I mean, you just referenced, um, you know, the fans that, you know, the casual fans that, that liked the, the fact that there weren't a bunch of wrecks and it was racing and, and so forth. And, and I spoke with somebody today and he said, you know, one of the things I miss about kind of the old NASCAR is it just seemed like there were more wrecks. And he said, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, <laughs> but, you know, I heard somebody compare it. I heard somebody on the radio yesterday, uh, I think, compared it to a fight in a hockey game. You know, you don't want to see it all the time, but every now and then it kind of spices things up. Well, then there, you know, there are some that don't ever want to see a fight in a hockey game. You know, so uh, every everybody is different. You know, the three of us here having this conversation, exciting racing means something different to each of us, you know, and when you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans, um, you know, or millions of fans, you know, as it were, to get everyone wanting the same thing is impossible. So what you may see, you know, I mean, I've seen people on social media that love the race of Vegas, and i see people that hated it, yeah. and, and everywhere in between. So how do you please everybody? You know, you, you can't. When, you know, when, when one likes black and the other person likes white if you give them gray somebody's gonna you know there's gonna be a lot of unhappy people and um so it's it's a really tough spot to be in if you're nascar i think um and and even from a television perspective what we give the fans uh, um you know, you're going to please half the people half the time. And it's, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough mix. You know, everybody's, I think, as fans, we're a little bit spoiled and demanding. And, you know, we're used to that. We're kind of in a microwave society, you know, the social media society, society where we want it and we want it right now. And if we don't get it, we're not happy. And, um, and that's a tough spot to be in when you're a sport entity or an entertainment entity uh, trying to please people.
0: Yeah it definitely is I saw you uh, tweet out On a Sunday night Comparing it to uh, Ordering pizza
2: <laughs> Well you know my, my You know The thought behind that Was it wasn't Specifically about um, Racing per se um, You know I, I think Everyone took it as Yeah we have a You know I have a, you have a choice um, Whether you watch racing Or whether you don't And, and really that wasn't The main point of of my post, the main point of my post was we all have a choice in how we perceive things. We can. Sure. We can take and we can focus on the negative of every single situation we encounter. And if we do that, we're going to be pretty miserable. And we also have an opportunity to where we can also focus on the positives. Yeah, that wasn't exactly what I was hoping it would be. But you know what, there were enough positives in there that I can accept that and be pleased with what I saw and or what I ate and at the same time understand that they're trying to get better. But ultimately I made that choice and it was kind of nice to have the choice to make and you know, I think if more people chose to see the glass as half full versus half empty, we'd all find a little more value in everything we encounter, whether it's a pizza or whether it's a race or whether it's, you know, the daily uh, interactions you have with other humans. And uh, unfortunately, I think too many people see that glass as half empty. We see that vented out on social media and, uh, and really in, in the daily interactions um, you know, in society. And so that was more of my point. More than even the racing aspect of it, but I think a lot of people missed that. But um, you know, I, I wasn't putting it out there to uh, to debate with anyone. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, it was what it was.
0: So, so what's more exciting: interviewing a driver after a fourth place finish, or chasing down Kyle Busch after he just punched Joey Logano in Vegas?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, Kyle. Um, Kyle takes a lot of heat, and and sometimes deservedly so. Um, But he has, uh, you know, he has an unbelievable talent and an unbelievable passion, and um, sometimes that spills over in a negative manner. That's not the most positively reflection on him. Um, But what I love about the racers for the most part in general is that they're such a passionate bunch and they hate to lose. They'd rather, you know, they, they, they much often remember the ones they lost or the ones that got away over the ones that they've won. You know, and I had that conversation one day with Rick Mears at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, just sitting on the wall, and, we, and he was sitting on the walls during a break of the action, and, and I sat down, and we, you know, just were small talking and chit-chatting, and I asked him about the common thread amongst the four Indy 500 wins that he had, and he said, well, what I think most about are the common threads of the ones that I didn't win, you know, and he listed off about four races, Indy 500s, that he felt like he should have won, but this happened, or that happened, or a part broke. I mean, and he, it was like they were so fresh in his mind. So there are some drivers that they hate to lose more than they love to win. And, and I think those are the greatest Drivers, to be honest with you, those are the greatest competitors—the ones that hate to lose more than they even like to win—and I think Kyle Busch uh, is slotted into that category.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. So, so uh, you know, enough NASCAR talk. We are a dirt racing podcast. <laughs> Let's talk a little about uh, your boy. I know you're proud of Papa now, and Dylan Welch are going to be driving us uh, some uh, races out for a Billy Boat, huh?
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's going to run. Um I think about ten races for uh, Chad Boat and uh, Corey Tucker, and and uh, of course Billy Boat, a part of that uh, organization, obviously as well. And and um, you know Dylan is uh, broadcasting for NBC and MRN, so he doesn't have a lot of open dates. But just kind of did a cross reference on his schedule and and said um, you know here's here's a you know, 10 races that I I can run because of the schedule uh, openings and um, let's try to put something together. So um, he's got an opportunity to do that and and, uh, the group that he was running with before wasn't really interested or available to to run uh, that many races and and so we needed to find, you know, kind of a different group to run with and and, uh, we have a long history with the boat family. In fact, the very first quarter midget we ever bought uh, we bought from the boats, and um, so the very, very first race car Dylan ever drove was a was a race car that Chad had a quarter midget. Chad boat had had uh, initially. So um, we've got a long history with that family, and and um, it just made sense to to connect with them. And we'd had some conversations with them about that previously, and and so it, it's um, you know it's an exciting combination, and we look forward to uh, having an opportunity to to get out and get to the racetrack a little more, and, and certainly Dylan's excited about having a chance to race a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely making announcers proud uh, out there, uh, usually running the Chili Bowl and all the indoor races. Is he running the Shamrock this weekend? I haven't seen. Uh,
2: no, he's uh, he's going to be out in, in uh, Phoenix at ISM uh, working for MRN. He'll call the uh, Xfinity, be a part of the team that calls the Xfinity race uh, on radio Saturday and the Cup race on Sunday. So, you know, between uh, NBC and he's going to run, he's going to do uh, some mini and some NASCAR and a couple of IMSA races, all for NBC, and then um, the balance of the the NASCAR schedule for MRN, so there aren't many uh, opportunities that he has really to run the dirt car, but um, there are some weeknight races, for instance, um, he does have the opportunity to run Kokomo at the Kokomo Grand Prix, and then a couple of weeknight races during Indiana Midget Week, um, the BC-39, which is during the week in Indianapolis at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and then uh, kind of that California swing after the NASCAR season concludes. So it's, uh, it was tough for him to find dates to actually run uh, right. that you know that aren't on the weekends or that on, are on a, an open weekend. But um, he's, he's awfully excited about having a chance to, to run those races that he, that he gets to do, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. He'll get a chance to do those. God,
0: that's the main thing, the weather. <laughs> Especially
2: yeah, so in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah absolutely so you know i think last year maybe the kokomo races the kokomo grand prix you know they were either rained out or colded out you know i can't remember which but i don't i don't think they you know were able to run those on schedule because of the the weather so we like to think that by early april we're done with winter here in the indiana area (laughs) indianapolis area but you never really know
0: yeah you guys are getting kind of healthy with it right now it's kind of crazy
2: yeah we've got a little bit of snow on the ground just covering it up a little covering the grass up a little bit and uh but it's supposed to warm up this weekend and um, and uh, so we're keeping our fingers crossed that spring's just around the corner.
0: What was, what was, what was Groundhog Day? What did uh, Phil see? Was it the shadow uh, or no? I, I always get no, confused think, with I what it is. he saw
2: that spring was coming early, I think, is what, so we're... Uh, well, he lied to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're ready for it.
0: We're, we're pretty good right here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well...
2: Keep, so we're, exi- yeah, we're excited to get to uh, to Arizona and to have some of that, enjoy some of that warmer weather such sunshine. Yeah.
1: We have um, a question, Vince, that we ask every uh, guest that joins us on this podcast. And what is your fav- favorite 90s wrestler? Well, <laughs> well, um, that's, that's the reaction we get a lot. but yeah, I'm, I'm not a big, uh,
2: you know, I'm not a big WWE or, or uh, you know, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but... Um, I will say that my all-time favorite wrestler, and this was uh, really a little more prior to the 90s but was uh, Dick the Bruiser Ooh, nice. and I don't know if that's nice. a name that it, that you recall or not but uh, uh, was based in Indiana and uh, was you know kind of a, the old school variety but was uh, certainly one of the most uh, the most popular uh, back in the day as we say and um, and, and had that, that Indiana that Indiana connection <laughs> so I would have to say my all time favorite uh, favorite wrestler would be Dick the Bruiser I don't know if <laughs> you he- did say you did Say wrestler?
0: Did yes. You? yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. We, we, we definitely said wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 change it out from from racing. You know, you can you know get the uh, racing side. And we like to I like to throw out some oddball questions in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I don't know if you know this, Vince, but last
0: night I was trying to like find a picture of you and a post on my social media <laughs> and all this stuff. So you know, I Google Vince Welch, you know, images and whatnot. And related search actually uh, related photos to you is a uh, Vince McMahon, who actually the uh, owner of WWE. So, <laughs> you
1: you probably yeah, never—I've
2: right. never had an opportunity to uh, to meet Vince McMahon, but um, apparently, all you know, anytime, Every now and then, every now and then, I, you know, and I really don't meet too many people named Vince. But um, actually, I met somebody. It's been a few years ago now, but uh, a gentleman came up to me, and he and his wife came up to me at the racetrack um one day prior to a race and and uh and wanted to meet me and and um he pulled out his driver's license and his name was vince welch and so uh his wife his wife shared with me that he got a kick every time i came on
1: television because he likes seeing his name up on the street so
2: uh every yeah every now and then you you, you meet a vince or you meet a welch but that's the first Vince Welch, I, I've met actually in person. So um, I know there are others out there, but, uh, you know, you, you never know you're going to cross paths with.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so looking ahead to this weekend, obviously, ISM Raceway uh, changed over last November, had the uh, first race out there in the new configuration. You called the truck race that Friday night. Uh, wh- yeah. What are your, like, your, uh, you know, just look at the track overall and itself, the renovations. I mean, what are your first thoughts?
2: Well, I think that, you know, the amenities and, and what they did was, uh, uh, you know with the um, exterior of the track and the infield of the track is, is phenomenal you know the inside the the infield area and um, and the grandstands and the way they've moved it and the amenities uh, it's just uh, spectacular and and I and I really do believe that it makes ISM you know one of the premier race facilities in America and um, they should certainly be commended uh, for for all that they've done um, in that regard and it's incredibly fan friendly. I tell people all the time when you know I get asked a lot about you know what race should I go see and and um, the race at ISM is is always you know high on the list whether they go in the spring or the fall. I just think it's a tremendous venue. There's a, lot to, um, there's a lot to enjoy about, you know, the racing on that particular track and not to mention all the other, you know, the things. And the warmer weather is always, you know, I think attractive, certainly to those that, that come tough. from uh, the Midwest or the East where it's typically colder at this time of year or in the fall. Um, you know, I know they didn't change the configuration of the track, but by moving the start finish line to where they did, you it, it gives the track a different feel. Um, I've had some, even some drivers have indicated who've driven that track for a long time, indicate that... You know, it took them a while to get used to really where they were on the track because of the start finish line being moved across the track. So even though the track itself did not change, the feel of it has changed because the start finish line has moved. Right. And um, and so all of that is a mental uh, thing. You know, it's it's more of a you know it's more mental than physical. But uh, you know, I think it does give a little different uh, attitude toward the racetrack. And, um, um, you know, I, I don't know that it changes the racing per se, but I think just in the minds of the racer, if it feels different, it does change the racing a little bit. So, um, it's just interesting it's an interesting concept you know it's not often it's not the first time they've ever changed the front stretch and made it the back stretch or vice versa in uh, you know at racetracks around the country but uh, it is it's not all that common and and um, so it adds a little bit of a different twist to it but uh, in general i think what they've done with the facility and um, what the the amenities there is just is just phenomenal
0: yeah, it's funny you mentioned that about, you know, moving the start finish line, how racers kind of perceive it and everything, because I think we noticed that in November, like they were, you know, going into turn what was turn one, which is now turn three. I felt like they were driving in a little bit harder and deeper, you know, just trying to get all they could get uh, before coming up to the start finish line when I mean, we saw, you know, especially in November, the uh, the playoff race, everybody just kind of goes for broke. I mean, Kurt Busch yeah. was involved in a pretty nasty uh, crash out. Out there in turn three Eric Amarola You know all these guys So I mean It's just uh, one of those crazy things uh, Difference between turn one And turn three
2: (laughs) Yeah and I think that uh, You know where they can Come off the track And you know Cut off You know cut off That portion of the racetrack Makes it a little bit Of a different Obviously they They've done that You know, for years, but it it gives it a little different feel as they do it coming to the start finish line. And it just, um, you know, it it does give it a little different, I think, a little different feel for the drivers. But um, all in all, I anticipate that. that it's going to be a good race. I I think that racetrack lends itself to good racing. Um, You know, the high speeds and and the different uh, aero package that they have now, Uh, uh, Goodyear's coming with a little different tire, which, uh, you know, I think the tire always has a lot to do with the kind of racing that we see. And, um, uh, you know, so I hope that all of that matches up well and provides us, you know, a good race, not just
0: uh, on Sunday, but obviously with the Xfinity race on Saturday also so who should we watch out for this weekend
2: well i you know obviously um you know kyle bush won this race in the fall um and in the spring when we came here you know it's interesting this was a stretch of the season for kyle that was the best stretch seven race stretch of any driver the entire season this was a point in the year a year ago where Kyle was second at Vegas uh, was second at at uh, Phoenix ISM but he was in a stretch of that seven races where he was the winner three times was the runner-up three times and finished third once so in that seven race stretch he had the worst finish of third and only one time in the other six races. He either won or finished second. So this was a stretch in the year last season where Kyle was at his best. And I would be really surprised uh, if you didn't have to beat him on Sunday. Um I would anticipate that Harvick will be good here. He, he always seems to be, although they've been off, you know, the last couple of weeks, especially in practice, and have had to scramble to be better in the race. Uh, I would anticipate that Keselowski, Logano, Blaney uh, would be good, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Chase Elliott be up there in the mix and, and have a good run as well. And you know, Kurt Busch has had back-to-back top fives. He's running very well. Kyle Larson typically runs well at uh, at ISM, so um, you know, I think there's. There's a there's a lot of candidates uh, to win the race, and we've had three different winners in three races, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's four different race uh, race winners in four different races by the time we you know we leave Arizona on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, definitely can't beat that. Hey, uh, last one for me, Vince. Um, I as as the casual fan in this group here, um, when when you see what's what's your opinion of the guys that Monster Energy guys that also run Xfinity, and then even obviously uh, this weekend, uh, one running the truck series. What's your opinion on that? Does that help the Xfinity in the truck series uh, with having them drop down to do that? Is it just to help them with the tracks or just driving position? What What's the thought process behind that? Well, I
2: think that the big the key is, um, you know, let's just take Kyle Busch because and, and, Kyle, I think, is the one, although others do it. Um, certainly, Kyle draws the most attention to it, um, and he'll be running the Xfinity race this weekend at, at ISM um, also runs in the truck series Uh, recently became the winningest driver in truck series history. He owns a truck team and he is allowed to run by the rules. He is allowed to run five races in the truck series and five in the Xfinity series. Um, and as an owner of the team, it's valuable for him to be able to gain that experience to understand where his team's trucks are. Um, What kind of progress are they making Uh, to be able to lend his level of expertise to his younger drivers, uh, Harrison Burton or Todd Gilliland, guys that are, you know, 18 years old and are relatively new to the trucks. So he can give them an understanding of what they should expect to feel. Concerns that they may have he can now relate better to because he has driven them on those particular races and as a team owner he's particularly invested in that as well and sponsors want to be a part of him running in that series so that helps his team organization as well from a financial standpoint so as long as the rules allow him to do that. I don't blame him for doing it. Um, If Brad Keselowski or Kevin Harvick, who who formerly owned truck teams, still owned those truck teams, there's no question in my mind that they would run five races a year. Um, A lot of that stems from sponsorship. So Kyle running in the Xfinity series because joe gibbs can go out and get a certain amount of money from a sponsor to put on kyle's car in the xfinity race is going to be more than what they could get to put a lesser known driver in that car at ism this weekend so because they can get more that might be able to help a lesser known driver with less money get in a car for an additional race later in the season Mm -hmm. so there's a lot that goes into um why a driver dips down and runs in a lower series you know mark martin ran in the xfinity series or you know the bush series back then uh many many races that one dixie uh, Harvick, car. yeah harvick has done the same thing you know keselowski and logano and blaney all run xfinity race you know so um i just think that When Kyle goes down and wins as much as he does, he's the winningest driver in the trucks, winningest driver in the Xfinity Series, that it seems a little more unfair because he wins so much. And um, again, I don't know whether that's perspective, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, but what I do know is that it is allowed by rules for him to do that, so I, I really can't fault him for doing it.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's actually the perfect answer there, because that's actually the perception that that I have as the casual guy, is, you know, he drives down, and, you know, obviously you expect him to run away with the truck race, with his experience and everything, so it uh, definitely spells it out and makes sense uh, in a way that nobody's ever explained to me before. <laughs> well, and,
2: and, you know, I, and I'm not saying that that's what I prefer to see, um, but what I'm but my point is that it doesn't matter if it's what we prefer; it's what's yep. allowed. Yeah. And by you know, it's like in an NFL game, if they if they allowed you to have 12 players on the field for um, five plays a game, I guarantee you every single NFL coach would have that 12th <laughs> player on the field for five plays. Yeah. And um, because the rules allow that, and you want to take advantage of that, and. Um, and that's what these teams are doing. I guarantee you that when Joe Gibbs has Kyle Bush in their car this week in the Xfinity race, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of downloading of information from Kyle about what he thinks about how their Xfinity car program is running. Mm-hmm. What did he like about the car? Where was it? Where was it stronger than the competition? Where was it weaker than the competition? You know, what was his feel that he believes could be better? You know, I mean, all of that information gets you know downloaded from his brain in, in debriefing sessions and in competition uh, meetings. And then Joe Gibbs Racing's Xfinity program takes that information and tries to build on it. You know, they're just not putting him in the car for giggles. And, you know, I mean, it's there's a lot of of work and effort and research and data and, you know, an effort that goes from his feedback into the next generation of car that Joe Gibbs builds to be better
1: yeah perfect so, so, I, like I said that that's the best I'm, I'm going to remember that Vince so. always has a way with words I know I
0: remember the first <laughs> well and, and you know
2: sometimes guys in, in
1: all honesty some fans a lot of times they don't I understand that because I'm in that every
2: day you know and 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 it's no fault of the fan for not being able to be in that environment every single day so a lot of times they don't they don't get it they don't understand i understand why they don't get it or why they don't <laughs> understand but ultimately it's a business and it's about making your race team the best it can be in the most efficient manner to make every single dollar spent to make that money help make you faster. And um, and whether that's spending it on a driver or spending it on, on a component of the car or spending it on wind tunnel testing or spending it on hiring an engineer or a crew chief or whatever, a mechanic, just every single penny is accounted for in trying to make your team better. And if you don't make your team or your organization better, ultimately, you're probably going to be looking for another job.
0: <laughs> definitely definitely I remember I did a Q and a session with Jeff Burton a few years back at Chicagoland and uh, he, he tried to explain something but Jeff you know he kind of always has that weird way of explaining it plus like the Southern Virginia accent draw and I was like what the heck is this guy even talking about right now <laughs> after like a 10 minute <laughs> conversation about I forgot what it was something to do with the playoff system and the point format and I was like uh, yeah. So next question, Jeff.
2: <laughs> well, I can assure you that uh, Jeff Burton has forgotten more about the sport than I'll ever know. But, uh, but we, you know, maybe we all, you know, we all have a different, uh, a different way of expressing it. But,
0: right, you know, right.
2: He's a, he's a, I really think, I, you know, Jeff was not obviously a, a tremendous race car driver, but. Um, I like what he brings to the booth for NBC. I think he does a nice job, and, and um, you know I'm happy for him as a dad to be able to see his son Harrison compete at a high level, you know, in the truck series for Kyle Busch, and and um, you know, I just as a dad, you can, you know, I, I can relate to that a little bit. Certainly, Dylan, not on the racing level that Harrison is on, you know, in NASCAR, but but um, you know, as a broadcaster, you know, I. I feel that for Dylan and, and even when I watch him race, you know, you as a parent, you just want so much for your kids, whether it's in what you do and, and, you know, I'd be happy for Dylan if he was a school teacher or a fireman or an accountant or an air traffic controller or whatever, you know, as long as your kid is doing what makes them happy and they're passionate about, um, you're happy as a parent, you know, it doesn't have to be what you do or what you think they should do but whatever they find joy in when when they settle in that field um you know that's what makes you happy as a parent and and i see that in jeff and and i experience it you know myself as a dad with with relation to what dylan's able to do and, and uh and that's a pretty cool that's a pretty cool thing to see
0: definitely awesome to see and uh awesome to have you on the podcast man i remember the first time i met you doing an event i believe with uh doug stegmuller you were like because we i think we had two guys in the booth the uh, race before and dylan was actually racing with uh, brian claus and and yep. you're like yep. you, you actually told me i didn't suck so i uh i've always remembered that <laughs> you're like hey yeah. you weren't the guy that sucked the other guy sucked because, like, I think USAC brought in somebody to, like, do some drift car
1: guy. And, and, and Jason certainly loves being told he does not suck. So. Yes.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, we, all need, we all need a pat on the back, and sometimes we all need a kick in the shorts, you
0: know? You and Kenny Wallace are our biggest fans, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks we to— like anybody, anybody wants to talk racing, that's, uh, that's good enough for me. Awesome. Well, you going out to Canyon this weekend? uh you know what i don't
2: know I, you know i talked to Dylan a little bit uh last night briefly and he mentioned that he was maybe gonna go
0: out i, I guess the, the spring cars are out there cr is that cra that's Yep, out? we got you cra night. yep friday and Saturday night you cra gonna be out there at canyon
2: yeah, so, uh, yeah, I might uh, I might make it out for one of those nights. Probably it would be Friday night if the, of the nights if I had an
0: opportunity to get out. All right, cool. We'll look forward to uh, seeing you out there. Hopefully we can uh, catch a beer do something, you know, watch racing. racing. Uh, sounds good. All right, Vince. Thanks for hopping on, bud. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Thanks. And that was Vince Welch. Looking forward to catching up with him this weekend. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Vince Welch. Uh, yeah, man, definitely excited to... uh hear that Dylan's going to be in town this weekend. I haven't seen a catch up with uh, Dylan in quite some time. I think uh, Anderson... For the little 500 Anderson Speedway a few years ago is last time I saw Dylan so uh it's
1: good to see him doing more stuff for MRN and everything so yeah and that's the I didn't want to say it on the interview but that's what I listened to at the at the NASCAR tracks his <laughs> MRN his yeah. is MRN I listen to those guys because you know you, you see him walking around the pits and I mean last year we were interacting with that one guy when he was telling bad jokes No, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah I think yeah last year I actually started doing some of the TV broadcasts just to see what they're talking about points wise you know yeah because last I mean the the race. I mean, like you know, he was talking about like, you know, just something about switching that track around. You know, where these guys are going into turn one. You know, you want to make sure you get through turns one and two very clean. Well, now that's turn three. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of a calamity. Quarter. Well, that's where they
1: were. Yeah, or, there, yeah. there was at least two big wrecks where a bunch of guys got wrapped up into it. And the thing about where we were was the way the track is when we were down there in the the pit area was we didn't get to see the wreck start because of the angle and there's booms and all that you know Bitboxes and all stuff. But we could see the aftermath of them all sliding through. <laughs> so it was kind of neat to see because, cause yeah, usually 1 and 2 there is very, very a lot of the calm. accidents happen. Yeah, usually the accidents happen coming out of 4 or going into 4 because they're trying to make a move, you know, something like that. But 1 and 2 was always, now it's a lot more. So it'll be interesting to see this time now that they've raced on it one race, um, you know, and, and everything. that It'll be interesting to see now how they play it. And the intensity of,
0: level, too, kind of goes in a little bit because I was, yeah. you know, November, last race, get the plane. Playoffs, you know, get to the championship four. Well, so the intensity
1: level does drop down just a yeah, bit, but they're going to back to the old, you know, the, the quote unquote old package, you know, for the short track. So and th- this is a fast track. I know, I know it gets, takes a lot of crap, but these guys race it, and usually the finish comes is usually not a uh, you know a bit you know a finish where one guy's in the lead and he's definitely going to win it for the last two laps. Usually you guys are fighting for the win. Yeah, I remember last and, March,
0: what was it? Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick put on quite a show.
1: Yeah, I, I, and then we like got home, and people were like, Oh, the race. Is boring. I was like, Yeah, what? I know, we were there, and we were like, Yeah, I think your uncle or somebody texted you and was like, That was a boring race, and we we're both like, What? Like, are, are you out of your mind? <laughs> that was the, one of the best finishes ever. <laughs> so well, yeah, it'll it'll be exciting being and, out there. So, like
0: Vince said, you can't please everybody. I but know. anyways, enough NASCAR talk. As uh, we get ready, we'll be out there this weekend. So if you're in the area, stop by, say hi. I know we already got some tailgate plans with uh, Bobby Engel. Uh, we just got done with her uh, drift night at the racetrack. Yeah, so. And,
1: uh, Looking. yeah, got her videos all posted for uh, for her drift night uh, stuff there, and uh, now that I think about it, I meant to tag her. I need to go back and tag her on all that. <laughs> well, but.
0: I'm a sucker for uh, free tailgate. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for free beer. In, in
1: case you didn't know that, yeah. I am a sucker for free beer. Yeah, but that that'll be kind of exciting, you know. I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Uh, we are, I guess, we can announce it here. Uh, nothing's been announced yet, I don't think, but we are. Uh, Gestalt Production is. Uh, sponsoring, uh, being a sponsor with R.J. Johnson's 51 car this year. Yes, so uh, we get to uh, see our driver in work this uh, weekend. Yeah. He better put it to the front. <laughs> Gosh <Yeah>. dang. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, so we're gonna. You know, that's that's one reason why I'm excited. To, one, one, the CRA guys and the 410s, they're actually fun to watch because it's just you know, and Canyon being a little bit of a smaller track, uh, it'd be fun to watch the sprint cars back out there again. It's been it's been for me it's been a couple years since I've seen them out there. When, when, yeah, I saw, saw the video. There. Yo,
0: uh, you didn't go with me last year. I, you went with I you last did not.
1: No. I, I saw the
0: uh, the video of uh, that you posted of last year's race, and me and Tony's like, man, remember back when me and Tony still were going to be such a, a great duo.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> no uh, comment. But I, but I left. I mean,
0: we we had some fun at the booth, man. It, 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 was, it was good times. We were, especially that that, that that night, we were joking and everything. And I'm,
1: then, just, I'm just saying that you you left. Yeah, that I, I, I was actually my <laughs> final race there, and then uh, Tony
0: quickly decided to. Get out of the booth, and now he's done with uh, Canyon. So uh, there you go. Anyways, but uh, they have two day race uh, coming up this weekend. The Spring Showcase is uh, what it is called, and uh, they will have USAC CRA Sprint cars. Uh, the four ten guys they do qualify. So make sure you got there early for qualifying. I think Friday night is seven ten qualifying, yes. and then uh, Saturday's gonna be six forty. Um, but they also uh, outside of the uh, CRA Sprint cars, they will have modified stock cars, sport mods, and the micros. Uh, no, the micros are running the wing on Friday, I believe. I'm not too sure uh, yeah, the, if they're going to go non wing on Saturday. Usually switch it up, but who knows? So, anyways, the, yeah, mi- I saw the, the clar- micros,
1: mini I, sprints, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I there. saw a clarification about a week ago saying, because it had on the website non wing and they came out and they said it was going to be a winged event but I assumed that was for both days but you you might be right but I assumed it was for both days yeah sometimes they uh,
0: switch it up so yeah Canyon I've been doing a lot of work on the track been posting upgrade pictures or update pictures which I really don't know like from these pictures, I'm trying to tell, know. like, what's what? Where are you got here? And people are like, yeah. oh, looking good. It's like, yeah. Well, that's like, you know, you post a picture of a baby and everybody just calls the baby cute, even though there <laughs> are like ugly babies, right? Like, because I can't tell what the
1: heck's what in this picture yet. No, and, th- and that's the thing. You're not going to know until the drivers get out there and, um, it should be exciting. They're putting a lot of work into it to get ready for this season. Um, you know, we talked about this, you know, was it last week or the week before we talked about this? And, um, you know, it'd be exciting to get out there to see these guys because if these guys can get up to speed and, and these 410s and get the power going, it's going to be an exciting race for, for the sprint guys out there. Um, and they're running them Third in the night too for the oh, main event so yeah good. we can leave early then yeah quick quick, quick
0: night for us
1: <laughs> sorry guys sorry, yeah, sorry, did I so, say that? sorry other classes <laughs> alright well, we're gonna be those guys this yeah. week you know so well, we get to see him we get to see him all the other times so, so whenever the
0: driver gets out of his car to win the sprint car main and he wants to complain and say you guys over here are the real fans well me and Steve aren't gonna be there so I guess we're <laughs> not real
1: fans alright
0: cause we're gonna be those guys that leave too <laughs> yeah. yeah we got a busy weekend man yeah, so. we got things to do right? <laughs> um, also uh Central Arizona Speedway will be in action on Saturday night only for the All Star Showdowns, what they're calling it. to have um, IMCA Modified, Sport Mods, Pure Stocks, Mod Lights, Bombers, and Dwarfs. Six divisions. They will get things uh, started off at seven o'clock as well. So uh, check out Central Ari- Excuse me, check out Central Arizona Speedway uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm imagine. <sighs> Most of our guys will be racing at Central Arizona Speedway. Most of, like the locals from Arizona, Speedway will go there, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Know. You think modified guys will go down there? Yeah. Instead of Peoria.
1: I don't know, because there was like a lot of people who were like, yeah, you know, standing with like That is You know, you are right. I guess, I guess, I should, I should have thought before I said that, because. It was a lot of the modified guys during the tour that pretty much refused to go to Canyons. So. And then there
0: were a lot of guys who, like, had Canyons back. So, I don't know. Like, do they go back? Like, hey, you know what? Let's you see it. what it's about,
1: right? Like, yeah, but it might be one of those things, too, where maybe Friday night they'll see what it's about and what people have to say about it. I mean, it's it's all, you know, it's all about money and Yeah, so, they're probably, cars, probably like, hey, so. you know what? Let's
0: go out there Friday night, and then uh, we'll see what's up. And then uh, if oh, oh, we don't well, like it, we'll be at Cast a grand on a Saturday well, night. What, yeah, that's what I mean. Saturday.
1: So you can sit out Friday night if you're not sure. I mean, it's all preservation. If you, you don't want to go out there and wreck a car and spend all that money to fix it up, and uh, I'm not, I'm not taking a side on it or anything. But one thing I will say that if if a car doesn't turn upside down on itself by itself going into turn one, it's going to be a huge improvement. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Car should never do that, you know. But um, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what they've done with the track because uh, I mean, this the valley. You know, we're you know we spend a lot of time. Out there at Arizona Speedway, and you know Tucson coming back, and um, you know we. This the valley is just a better racing community if Pahr is up and running, um, and and being successful track with with cars coming in the back. Because without cars going in the back gate. Guys aren't coming in the front gate. That is true. So it will be, but I'm excited for it. I mean, first, I no, know, I know they raced down in Castlegrand last last weekend and we missed it, but it'll be the first time to see those guys this year. And you know, I think you and I both have the coming from that background, you know, and and being with those guys, it, it's it's excited to see those guys back out there and get that field back. I think they had, I think it was 18 cars in Castlegrand last weekend. Yeah, I
0: had a lot of cars. Uh, Cj Leary, you he know, he's actually you know one of the national guys, but uh, since uh, Andy Rival, well, I mean, he's. From Arizona, why well, you know nothing? Nothing going on in Indiana. Might as well get some seat time in with your new driver. So uh you know he's going to be doing all that stuff since they're kind of moving a uh, big time to national this How many year. California guys came then, for last weekend? Do we know? Uh, I, did, I didn't I, log. I don't know. Really, I don't. Maybe one or two. I, I don't, don't really, I don't I don't really remember. I didn't all. look. I don't remember. Uh, Spotting one out, so uh, you know it wasn't a CRA race, so there will be a, yeah. the CRA guys will be definitely down there this weekend. So I mean, at like well, Gardner, but yeah, um, well, I was, the was Moose just racing team will be there. Yeah, I was just more curious if any of them came
1: just to get seat time because I don't know if the, I don't know if they were running over there. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So. No, they, they weren't running over there because they didn't schedule races on top of each other. So I know that. Oh, much. that's right.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's right. Yeah, because so that's why I did, was wondering. They did the tow money thing that's or whatever. That's, or that's why I was running. How many year.
1: people came for last week just to get into the, get out here and get to see time and and stuff like that? But yeah, I don't think very many did. But yeah, no, it'd be good to see uh, the big boys from the CRA that are always out here and and some of the national stars. And, Yeah, it's gonna
0: be a good time. So I Isaac Chapel second place finish yeah, last I mean, week. So the yeah, Ginge, so, I didn't
1: looking fast. And I didn't know he was gonna be in town. I saw I think I told you at the racetrack, I was like, Hey Isaac's down there, so it'd be nice to see him if he uh you know if he's down there. If he's down there still. Which, you know, he's not racing in Indiana, so No, nope, no race on the Midwest. I guess guess they could
0: message him or still something. Still stoned, yeah, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> well, hey, if he is there, I hope there's some cigars. Because you know where I'm gonna be. <laughs> be smoking me a stogue, all right. Can of go big mm. Hound that guy for more cigars. Heck yeah. We're like, hey, man, you guys go to the uh, cigar shop this week? Uh, yeah. Sweet. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll bring my own cigars this time, Isaac. All right. Anyways, race fans, hope to see you uh, out and about this weekend. We will be at uh, ISM Raceway uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Also going to close out the night, at least Friday night at Canyon. Uh, maybe Saturday. Haven't really decided yet. Uh, we'll see Steve, how we feel. Steve after, is we? a big head shaker on that one. <laughs> so uh, you might see me because I'm one of those guys who just can't get enough of this shit. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it
1: depends on... I mean, mean, let's be honest. It depends on... how Saturday goes out at ISM because you walk a lot. (laughs) You know, I actually said it was going to be in the 80s earlier in the week, but I looked it up. It's temperature dropping. It's going to be in the low 70s. Oh, no. Um, And because the storm's rolling through. But uh, so it's not going to be as hot. I mean, you know that when you're sitting down there on the pavement and that sun's just beating down on you. It is the worst. worst It just takes your zap your energy out of you and uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, I I mean, Saturday, keep it Saturday open. We might. We might go back up there, but uh, it's always good nap time. (laughs) <laughs> so, Steve will be in the car. I'll be I'll be out, out and about. <laughs> yeah, if you see us so or you're going to be out in NASCAR, right? give us a holler. Let us know on Snapchat. SMAC500, let us know where you're at, and we'll come hang out and hang out with you. And, you know, we're, we're good peeps. And, of course, you can also follow me at jacecarter03 on Snapchat, Instagram,
0: and Twitter. Uh, trying I to do. get rid of the Snapchat and do more Instagram stuff. Their uh, their story feature
1: is a lot cooler, so trying to get more involved in that. Well, I do. I, all of mine are three. Not to get in this one. All of mine are three three distinct different platforms. I use them three different ways.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I like. The, I wish Snapchat had the Instagram story mode because yeah, that was pretty badass what you did Yeah, because the music yeah. stuff and everything, it just makes it look cooler. We're like, man, Snapchat, come on. you I can get that. Because I have
1: more people that look at my Snapchat story than my Instagram story. Well, see, that's the thing, but that's because you just have a grown on Instagram. But that's why I use it. So my Snapchat is like things that are happening in the moment, like funny things that I see in the moment that won't make sense an hour or two later. Uh, Instagram is more like my pictures and videos and, and stuff that like more, you know, you post it anytime, sunsets or whatever, you know, right, and, you know, and all that. So that, I just use them in different platforms or whatever. So, but, you know, hey, I, I agree with you that Instagram thing that you did the other day was pretty awesome. And
0: Facebook has that deal too, but it's not well, as long as the Instagram. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. But that's just because they have to keep, because they spend so much on Instagram, they have to keep it separate still. But, you know, I mean, Insta- Facebook has a lot of that. Moving on up. <laughs> I, lot I'm just a big fan Snapchat of the, the gifts. They
0: have a good they have some good NASCAR gifts, so I'm a big fan of those. Which one does? Both Instagram and Snapchat. They have like oh, really? some solid yeah. ones that I use, like Sunday fun day, little race cars
1: and stuff. Yeah, you always I, I don't know, ever do any of that, I so. do that stuff. I'm, I'm a gift guy. I'm a GIF-er. I am just do I just try to do funny little anecdotes. Like today, my Billy Currington one. About everything I've learned about women I learned from Billy Currington. Because his songs Apparently, that's how you got to treat women or something. I that's know. how you got to treat them. <laughs> that's why I'm single.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I do know I'm ready for some racing this weekend. So, uh, thank you, Racers, for listening. Make sure you share this with your friends uh, on whatever platform you listen to. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Also, check out GestaltProduction.com or just go straight to RacingWithJason.com. That will shoot you over to just the uh, podcast page uh, for this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless the troops and God bless. America.